Yeah, oh, wait, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You too excited. Yo, yeah, I'm excited. I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped for this one. Yeah, I hit him with the first false start. Look, he's yeah, yeah, this yeah, straight out of high school. So he about to We got another ex. high school boy yeah, in sir. this joint. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one. You know, these are the ones that, you know, excites me, you know? So we here. Appreciate you, D-Right, man. Man, I appreciate you. Being here with your boys, man. We appreciate having you, bro. This should have been happening, bro. I ain't even gonna get into all that. <laughs> I'm tired of asking questions from my family and my friends. <laughs> I thought you messed with them. I thought them was your boys. Why you ain't been on there yet? Hey, See? man. See? It's all Q fault. It's all, all good. <laughs> See how you do me? <laughs> Damn. When you first got to the league, who was the first person to bust your ass? Man. Well, I've been thinking about this. You know, it took me a while to get on the court. So <laughs> the person that was really welcoming me to the league had to be Eddie Jones. You know, somebody Ooh. I practice against every single day. Mm. You know, I was kind of green, you know, with the Miami Heat and stuff, knowing who was on the team and, you know, things like that. I remember Eddie High Flyer with the Lakers. So yes. when I got to Miami, that boy was knocking down shots, coming off down screens, <laughs> using that pump fake, you know, still kind of slashing. Pump fake. Boy, he was kicking my ass every day in practice. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I used to go 100 miles per hour, and Eddie used to be like, bro, young fella, you need to slow down. <laughs> So running yeah, off them screens. Yeah, running off them screens, pump fakes, all kind of doing what he want. Yo, 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 we live on location. Los Angeles, California. Me and the blackest one went through a hurricane to be here for this. <laughs> yes, sir. We are in the building. We got my bro. We got one of LA's finest. World champ. Straight out of high school, member of the university. World champ. World champ. Got one of them big boy rings. Big boy. boy. We got a family member. D right way, hometown right. favorites yeah, in the gym. Yes, sir. Tell us about you coming up. Tell us when, when the ball first got in your hand. Oh, man, coming up, you know, everything was all baseball in our family. Yeah. You know, my Ooh. pops wanted us to be baseball players. So that's the first thing I remember is just being a baseball player, going to the field every day, working on our craft, going to the batting cage. I'm pretty sure y'all know about Rex right across the street from Southwest College where y'all used to practice at. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I used to be there all the time. And then, you know, more and more, you know, elementary, middle school, that's when I started playing on a blacktop, played at St. Andrews Park. Mm -hmm. So I would say like seven, eight years old, but baseball was always the priority. And Trust I was, me, I, I hear like he could have did baseball. He sees some of these numbers, he'd be like, what come on, I man. thinking, bro? <laughs> man. So I you played tripping. it all the way to your senior year? Yeah, to the last day of high school, I played baseball. Did you get drafted? I didn't get drafted. A scout came to me and told me, he's like, hey, man, it's time for you to put all your eggs in one basket. Like, these scouts are asking what's going on. They want to know, you know, are you serious about baseball still? And right there on the spot, I was like, I ain't playing baseball no more. I'm playing basketball. <laughs> but my dad was so mad at me. He's like, bro, you don't make no decisions without me. I was like, dude, like, I'm liking basketball. I'm getting way more attention now with this. It's happening fast. So you right just there. You just like what you liked about basketball that was more than baseball. It was baseball just, was boring to you? It wasn't boring. I used to, I love baseball. I had yeah. fun out there, you know, the camaraderie with, with your teammates. You with them all day, you know? Yeah. It was just that basketball. That's what all my friends were doing. None of my friends at this point was playing baseball anymore, you know? So I want to hang out with my homeboys, you know? Yeah. You know how it comes with basketball. So, yeah. so you 
all into this. So you went to Washington originally, but Man. then you transferred to losing for baseball, but then you stopped playing baseball. So how was that? It it was wild because first of all, I wasn't even supposed to touch foot at Washington. If anybody y'all know, y'all practice right. right down the street from Washington. Yeah. That was my home school, but how I ended up happening, I was just messing up and that was where I had to go. <laughs> and we were terrible. I think we were like one in like 22 in two years. And my dad was like, enough is enough. And that's kind of how we got to, to losing here. And I wasn't playing at Washington because I went out for varsity. Head coach Andy Davis told me I wasn't good enough to play varsity. As a freshman. As a freshman. Okay. But we had a freshman that I know from the neighborhood that was on varsity. You know me, I'm like, why he on the team then? Right. <laughs> And uh, you felt like you was just as good as him. Damn right. I felt like I was better than him. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? But he was a point guard. He could dribble. He could pass, all that stuff. I was more a raw slasher. Yeah. So he told me I couldn't play. I said, you know what? I ain't playing at all. How about that? Thinking I'm, you know, doing something to them. I ain't giving a damn. (laughs) At all. (laughs) At all. Like, okay, you ain't playing. So you get to losing and you start averaging 18. You like, how was that for you getting there? Like after, like you said, not experiencing playing and all that over at Washington. How was it for you your first year? That was your junior year you got to losing. Yeah, that was my junior year. You know, like I said, my dad wanted me to leave Washington for a better opportunity for baseball. So Joe Romero, the baseball coach at Luzinger, we built a great relationship. He sacrificed a lot. He used to come drive, pick me up, take mm. me to school. He, mm. he was doing all that, you know. So first so day of school. this was far from your school? Yeah, it's high. probably like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's not that far, but, you know, that was a sacrifice. Y'all want me here, y'all, you got to get a ride. Somebody got to get you there. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, Joe, the first day, was like, yo, that's the basketball coach right there. You want to meet him? I'm like, man, I'm off basketball. I didn't work out at Washington, whatever, whatever. He's like, just meet him. So I met Coach Showalter. He was like, hey, man, we're going to have a pickup. Like Thursday at 3 p.m., bring your shoes, whatever, whatever. I said, right, I, I think about it. Went to the tryout or the workout. I was killing everybody. I said, oh, yeah, I'm playing. <laughs> so that's kind of how, yeah, I was like, oh, these boys weak. I'm playing for sure. <laughs> so that's kind of how that happened. And you played varsity and Yeah, varsity. It. it was a wrap. How far y'all go that year? That year was terrible. It was 8 and 18. How how big of an impact was it your next year when Reggie came? Oh, man. Reggie came, became the coach that next yep. year. I think Reggie was just on, right on time. He just yeah. left Howard, right? Yeah, just left I Howard. Had, uh, he yeah. caught this fade when I was at Deep Parlor. Oh, yeah, he, t- he, he, he tell us that all the time. <laughs> I played him at Deep <laughs> In Chicago, yeah. they came to Alumni Hall. That was like one of the last few mm-hmm. games of the Alumni Hall history. We played his coach at, uh, in Chicago. Yep, so Reg pull up. You know, that summer, I just had a, a pretty decent summer playing my first, like, real AAU season at a high level with L.A. Paladins. And this is when Tweet and all these dudes come into the story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I play with these guys. I have a solid summer. Yeah. Uh, now I got, like, the Long Beach States and, you know, those little small looking mid-major. Yeah, looking yeah. at me. And then Reggie comes. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about being held accountable, uh, working hard, just working with a purpose, you know. And that's kind of what Reggie did, just that big brother where he was only 23 years old. Like, uh, that was Q, your junior That This is my senior year now. Oh, this your senior year. Yeah, my senior year. So after that, 8 and 18, we kind of got a whole new team, new coach and everything. And that's when Reg came. And Reg was, you know, fresh out of high school, uh, college. So he's only 23 coaching yeah. us. So it was like that big brother that you always wanted. And, man, he held us accountable. He coached us like a mud. We was got all the way to the semis of uh, CIF. We ended up losing, but we were a way better team than we were the previous year. 
so would you say you was kind of like one of the people that kicked it off at, as far as like killers going to lose anger and coming up out of there? Hundred percent. You the one started. Yeah, I, I was the one that started. It was. I got to give some credit to the people that came before. Some guys yeah. that some local legends. You know what I'm saying? That really put up a lot of numbers. But I feel like I was the like the guy at losing year was like, damn, they got a basketball team at losing year. Right. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like the football. You hear the stuff that happens at school. You know, we used to have race riots that mm. was more popular than anything. Losing year was turned up. Yeah. Right. So you knew Luzinger for that type of stuff. You didn't know him for the basketball sure. and the sports stuff like that. So I was one of them. But your senior year, you got the gym packed, averaging oh, 24, yeah. putting mm -hmm. on his packed gyms, everybody showing up. <laughs> oh, man. Talk, talk about KB. That's somebody that you know I know about because I know you personally. Yep. And people may know a little bit from Russ's story and stuff like that. So Russ was a Russ and KB were freshmen when you yep. were a senior at Luzinga. Yeah, Kelsey Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Kelsey Bars, KB three, what we called him. Um, he was like my little brother. So that boy was six five. Like maybe he was like, on varsity. He was on varsity. He ended up being so good. By the time the end of the season, he was starting as a freshman. Yeah. And I think you asked Reggie. I think he was maybe the like. Only three freshmen that ever played varsity right away for Reggie. And he was ranked too, like in the, in the Yeah, no, he was a boy for sure. So KB, he's just was a monster. He was he was fearless. He didn't care about who you were. Even me. He used to challenge me every day in practice. Yeah. It was it wasn't close, but the fact that this young <laughs> dude was challenging me every single day, bringing yeah. the best out of me. You yeah. know what I mean? It was making him better. When I ended up leaving, he ended up asking me, I want to wear number three. You know what I mean? Just off of that big brother that I showed him that whole year prior. But yeah, man, he was a monster. Got 51 game as a sophomore. He just had heart. He was fearless. He didn't care who you were. He was gonna talk his trash. And then he gonna get in your face and let you know about it after he you know, do what he had to do. And him and Russell were neighbors. They both stayed across the street from each other. Uh, Russell played JV this year. But you know, Russell practiced with us and be around all the time. But Kelsey was a monster. Yeah, and so what happened with that? So he ended up having an enlarged heart. And I remember the day I got that call, I was in prep school, and they told me that he passed away. He was at L.A. Southwest College when this happened. Mm. And, you know, uh, Coach Morris, Reggie, his dad coached at Southwest, so they used to always take us up to Southwest to play against the junior college guys, the college guys that come back. Like Hassan Adams was there right. this day. Mm -hmm. yeah. And all I remember them telling me, man, before he collapsed, he was in there killing everybody, mm -hmm. dunking on people, just, you know, making tough shots, just looking like a pro in 10th grade. So this happened at Southwest. This happened at Southwest College, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. At Southwest. Crazy, That's crazy, right? So how did you decide, like, at the end of your year? Because, like, I felt like you kind of, like, as far as basketball went, you was a late bloomer. So, like, you know what I'm saying? It, it turned out to be, like, you know, when you got with your family and Reg and everybody, the best decision was for you to look at prep school. Because, yep. like you said, you had just, like, the, the, the Long Beach States and stuff like that. And, obviously, we all want to go to the bigger school. So, how did you come to the decision to go to the prep school? So, I don't know if you guys remember the Hardwood Classic in Houston. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, before my senior year was even over with, I went to that with SCA and Pat Barrett. I played for the Paladins, never played with nobody else, but my mom and dad decided one weekend, yeah, you could go play with them. So I go play with them and just absolutely kill it. I played with a, uh, Aaron Afalo, uh, yeah. a bunch of other good, Taylor King, who was like one of the best eighth graders in the country at that time, Marcus Johnson with the USC. And I just totally went over there and took over everything, right? So that next day I had UConn, Florida, DePaul, USC, all these schools at the school. So now the list is getting, you know, bigger. 
So once it came to that summertime of making a decision whether it was going to be junior college, college, prep school, it made it easier for me because I knew if I had another year, I'd be able to, you know, on that map, yeah, man. I was on, I was on the map and my AAU coach, I gave him a lot of credit because he sat there and told me, he was like, D-Wright, if you go to prep school, you're going to be able to go straight out of high school. And I'm like, okay. Hmm. I told my mom and dad that. My mom and dad was like, hey, man, stop listening to that bullshit. <laughs> 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 you ain't going to know damn NBA out of high school. Yeah. You need to stop listening to that garbage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they just didn't know. They were green as well to it. But exactly. I got to prep school. We, we found a school because... My mom and dad was like, listen, we ain't paying a lot of money for you to do this. The right. goal is to go forward, backwards. Well, they was off of it anyway. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I remember asking my dad, I was like, dad, if I didn't go to the prep school, what was you going to do with me? He was like, I was going to send your ass to the army. I was like, ain't that about something? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I was going to send me to the army. I was, I was a different youngin', man. How was that going from being a South Central LA kid to going to way to the East Coast, away from the family, and then you about to do this prep school thing? Man, it was different, bro. It was different. You know, being in the snow, never been in the snow before. I fell so many times off the black ice. I was off that. Yeah. The snow was so weak to me, bro. Yeah. Falling and shit. Falling huh? all over the place. <laughs> yeah, man. So. Getting to prep school, it was cool. You know, it was so quiet. If you ever been to South Kent, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's just trees and deer. So, you know, not hearing them sirens at night, not hearing, you know, just city noise every single night was yeah, definitely different. Moving. Exactly. Yeah. So that was different, just the just how peaceful it was and, you know, just different people. So I, I got adjusted real quick. You know, luckily I had great teammates like Cheyenne and Jack that you mm -hmm. know, and they made me comfortable. Um, those long holiday weekends and stuff. I used to go home with those dudes because the West Coast was always too far. So yeah. it was definitely difficult. And I called my mom plenty of times telling her I'm coming home. <laughs> and she was like, no, you're not. You decided to you do this. You got to finish what you, yeah, yeah, you got goals. So how was the hoop for you though? When, oh, you, start, when you start hooping? The hoop was great. And another thing that my AAU coach, Eric Harden, told me, he was like, bro, if you go on the, on the East Coast and do exactly what you did on the West Coast and put on and, you know, make some noise, you definitely go into the league. So that was in the back of my mind. Like, I got to go out here. I got to kill. So right after ABCD camp, they had ranked me the number one prep school player. Like, it's post-grad. So I was feeling myself then. I'm like, I got to go out here and hoop. A lot of my teammates knew that, you know, I potentially could go out of high school that year. I kind of downplayed everything. I was like, nah, I'm going to go to college. And I was like, yeah, all right. They said you're going to elite after this. I'm like, nah, no, I'm not. So once we got the hooping, it was on. That first game, I dropped 30. Yeah. And I, I give a lot of credit to Jack McClinton because he was already into the skill work and going in the gym, getting extra shots. I didn't know nothing about that. I yeah. just hooped. Right, and yeah. that's kind of when I you took off. You got nice because you played games. That's exactly. how I got nice. Same. I played a lot of games. I exactly. ain't really do drill work. Exactly. Yeah. And that and that's kind of what separated me. Once I got in the gym, we playing king of the court every single night, getting up extra shots every single night, and we we supposed to be in the room. You know, at yeah. 10 p.m. you supposed yeah. to be in your room. We out two o'clock in the morning. The gym, the door is always unlocked. So that's kind of when my game took off to another level, and I was getting better and better as the season was going on. Just because I was getting the extra work in. Talk to me about the national prep tournament, though. When you went out there, and they had the White Howard was there, Sebastian Telfair was there. They the obvious big names yep. and the big dogs, but you went out that thing and. MVP, 32, 35, 41, Bucky Toast. Well, I was on some 
I don't know what got into me that <laughs> term. I ain't yeah. gonna lie to you, bro. Uh, we was playing. I think we played the number one team, Lauren Bird, that year. Uh, we knocked them off, and just were. I don't know, man. I don't know what got into me that weekend, but that was one of my best weekends as a high school player. Yeah. Uh, like I said, just getting that extra work in, being in the gym. I just felt like I was taking off to another level. You know, my jumper was finally coming around. I was more of that slasher, get to the basket, dunk on you. Athleticism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now that three ball fall in the midi, all that <laughs> stuff, man. But that was a huge tournament. I think that was a big turning point in my career as well as a high school guy because everybody was on notice after that. Like, oh, nah, he for real. Right. So that for sure was one of my best tournaments I ever played. And you start seeing them NBA scouts. And there you stand. go. You now, start seeing them collar yep. shirts with them NBA <laughs> logos in that joint, right? Yeah, man. You start to looking in the crowd. You know, your coach telling you, yo, Danny Ains coming today. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, Danny Ains coming today. You just be on your, you know, play your game. Don't try to do too much. I'm like, bro, why would you tell me this? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm excited. So yeah. uh, it was pretty cool just to see, you know, the NBA scouts, you know, it come turn from college coaches being in the crowd to that's those how, NBA executives. That's all about say how so how did that like at the end of the season you sitting there gotta make a decision with your family about this. How did that process play out? Uh it was tough. It was tough because once again my mom and dad was so scared. <laughs> they were so nervous. They just didn't want me to make the wrong decision. Yeah. So I was I was ten toes in. Like I'm going <laughs> to the lead. They like, nope, nope. You need to make sure you weigh all your options. You need to make sure you a first round pick. Uh, you, you can't was, sign. Was, so you weren't scared. I wasn't scared at all. So you, you just because <laughs> I, I was like way spooked because I'm like man these folks I don't know like because I seen Rashad Lewis what he went through yeah and that made me like yeah yeah what right. if all of a sudden everybody be like nah he ain't it and no for real go left because they right. went left on him yeah but that that so I was spooked. <laughs> that tells you a lot about me. I just didn't know nothing, bro. I was just happy to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't even know about other people's history. I didn't know how many people did it. I just know the the obvious you, yeah. KG, Kobe. You know, I don't even know the politics of it. So I'm right. just like, yeah, I'm going to the league. I'm I'm in. You yeah. know, my boys is gassing me. You know, Jack, how no, he is. No, I'm like, what? You got to go, bro. This and that. So <laughs> I'm all in. My mom and dad is like, no. We need to do our homework. Yeah. We need to hire the right people, you know, to consult with. So I wasn't scared, bro. I was just ready. How, like, once you actually made that decision, like, how many workouts did, like, where were you projected? Like, how many workouts did you have to do? Because I know you wasn't, you was more like me. You wasn't like this guy. Yeah. We was all over the place <laughs> from, like, this low to this high to right. maybe it's where, like, but, like, how many workouts? And, like, wow. what was, like, your most memorable or hardest workouts? Bro, I did 23 workouts. What? Me 23 he workouts. Me beat. Nah, I'm, in the bro. I'm in the high teens, boys. Woo, that boy nah, was out there. Bro. You can your frequent flyer miles on, my boy. And I got to get credit. And I you did it in a month, right? <laughs> like like, like month, a month bro. and a half, I did, for real. I did a workout the day of the uh, drive, too, with the Lakers. Yeah, you did like in a, like a day month? Day of the drive? Day of the drive. Hey. Hey. He stayed at the crib, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, Bro, I did 23 workouts, and um, I got to give a lot of love hey. to somebody that really helped the family, you know, make a lot of decisions. It's Sonny Vaccaro. Okay, the OG to go. OG, you know, I yeah. kind of, you know, went on another level at ABCD camp, big time, all that stuff. So he brought the family in. They knew we didn't know much. So he kind of helped us throughout the way. And I remember Sonny calling me like, Darrell, what are you doing? I'm like, what you mean? He's like, dude, they got you flying to the East Coast, back to the West Coast, back to the Midwest, back to the West, to the East to do these workouts. Like, these, these need to be organized a little bit better so it's not too much wear and tear on you. 
Yeah. I'm that's like, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, and the teams don't know. They just scheduling you. Yeah, they don't know just, where you coming from. They don't know where I'm coming from, bro. You can't be out here. Ghetto. No. <laughs> bro, I was all over the place, bro. 23 and a, and a draft day workout for the yep. Lakers. Like, what was that like getting the workout for the Lakers? Like, you being oh, an L.A. kid, what was that like going into the gym? And you coming out of high school, you ain't, and like yeah. you said, you just green as ever. Like, what was that like for you? That was fun. I'm like, man, I hope I could play for the Lakers. Bro. This yeah. would be so dope. I've just watched them win three titles. Right. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of my guys that I watch, Kobe, uh, Robert Ory, Shaq, all these dudes play for them. So if I could play here, this would be great. Yeah. But it was crazy that I did a workout. Uh, I remember my agent, well, he wasn't even my agent. It was just somebody else helping me. Like, the Lakers want to bring you in today. I'm like, the day of the draft? I'm like, all right, bet. I'll be there. What time? So that was pretty fun just being in the backyard working out for the home team. I think they were late in the draft because yeah. they had me going, like, from 20 to, like, 24. Like, that was where I was mm, on the mock party. drafts. Yeah. yeah. And I did three workouts for Boston. Everybody know Boston is was number this, two. Was this – which who was the coach there? Jim O'Brien? The coach was – I don't even know who the coach was. It was Jim O'Brien, I think. Probably. I did three workouts for them and three for Miami. Those are the two hardest places to do workouts for. Yeah. And I did three of them for both of them dudes. And they just killed you. <laughs> what? But they you, killed you six times. <laughs> man, you know that that run, that shuttle run they do? Run? Oh, yeah, I hit like 25, 26. I was always, they was talking. Deer and head. Now, this was, a, he was like you. Y'all mm -hmm. two the same. Like, Deer running to the frame of the picture. <laughs> All you see is head moving like that. He come flying yeah. to the frame. And that's, he the same way. Same bro. way. Fast break. He come out of the frame. Both of y'all, same mm -hmm. thing. So, I, yeah, I can see him trying to see what you got going. Oh, yeah. No, I was out there showing out. Like, I'm about to be first in everything. <laughs> So tell me this, how you was one of the guys that you decided to do it. You know, you stayed at the crib. I didn't seen the video footage. Like, he got some dope video footage. You don't have to get this footage. He got Back. draft day at the crib. He kicking down shoes to Russ. You got a young, like, what, like 10th, 11th grade Russ Westbrook? That, Russ was 10th grade, yeah. Yeah, like 10th grade. He all, uh, it's like, it's crazy footage. Yeah. So he, how was that for you to be? Like, you know, you at the crib with the fam, mom, grandma, pops, everybody, then the whole, like, Russ, the young homies, everybody was there. He's sitting in the brand new Esky Lolo, you know what I'm saying? You know, doing my thing. Esky Lolo, everybody <laughs> name it out. They looking in the seat. Got his name up there. He's nice and neat. Cali's finest in the back. <laughs> everybody peeping out the car, like, just tell me, like, we all done had that moment. Yeah. It was like, for you to have that, like, you on the block, like, we was there. Mm -hmm. And I can't even imagine, like, how, you know, it's a different type of dope to be there with everybody and like, you know what I'm saying, you hear your name, he put his little head down, I got his earrings. <laughs> <laughs> the footage is hilarious, Facts. but it's just like, like, take me back to that moment. Like, how dope was that for you, especially to be surrounded by, you know, you got nothing but love right there. Right. Everybody's super crazy, happy for you and all that. That was crazy, man. I remember coming home and telling my mom, hey, we gotta have a draft party. And she's like, what the hell is a draft party? <laughs> I'm like, we got to call all our friends and family and tell them to pull up to watch the draft. Yeah. So the last minute, you know, my mom, you know, when we grew up, she used to always cook the sides, but she'd go get the chicken from Albertsons. That was right. like the thing to do, right? Yeah. So I'm like, man, just go get a few chickens from Albertsons and cook all the sides <laughs> and tell everybody to pull up by three. <laughs> so she go, she go hit, she go, you know, the Albertsons do her thing in the kitchen, whatever, whatever. And uh, man, it was just amazing just to have all my friends and family there. I never forget every time a pick happened, Delana come. Why they didn't pick you at? Why they didn't pick you at? <laughs> it's being an annoying little brother. Why they didn't pick you at? Why they didn't call your name? They gonna draft you? And I remember telling my mom, "Can you please get the line? He pissing me off." 
<laughs> they keep coming in, you know, bothering me. But classic, classic little brother stuff. But it was amazing to have that many people show up in like a day show or up. two. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people didn't know what was going on either. Like right. a lot of like, you know, yeah. it wasn't no social media. It wasn't nobody reading no yeah. blogs or anything like right. that. So they like yeah. the draft. Why are we pulling up? So we ended up having a great turnout. I'll never forget that first question when I got to Miami for my press conference. They were like, so how was it to hear the Heat fans kind of boo once they picked you? I was like, shit, I didn't hear none of that. <laughs> I was with my loved ones and my little house. Happened. They didn't even yeah. know what happened. My, my yeah. house felt like it was shaking hey, once my name. Up at yeah. the crib. I'm like, I ain't, I ain't give a damn somebody booing me. Shit, yeah. I'm here, man. I Straight come from, from South Central Los Angeles. This is a dream come true. I don't care about none of that. Tell me about the first time you spoke to Pat. Oh, OG, man. like after you got drafted and all this, like when you first spoke to Pat and meeting Pat and that Godfather, you know, mystique. Well, you know, one thing I always knew about Pat, I always knew about him just being a Laker fan growing up. Uh, we used to go to uh, Summer League back in the day. My mom used to take me to Summer League with one of my aunties who used to hoop overseas and everything. So I used to see Pat all the time. And I had opportunity many a times to go up to Pat and be like, hey, Pat Riley, you know, take a picture or whatever, whatever. Yeah. I used to always be scared. My mom used to be like, I'll say something to him. And I never would say anything to him. So, you know, that was pretty cool to, you know, tell that story once I got drafted, you know, my press conference. But getting on that call with Pat, man, it, it just felt great. You know, somebody that I looked up to as a coach, you know, just a fly guy calling me, got so much respect for this dude and just telling me how happy he is to have me. That was that was amazing. And then once I got to to Miami, just meeting him finally after all these years and just how he brought me in. I looked at Pat like a, a father figure as well, yeah. just because his demeanor is very similar to my pops, just straight up and down. I'm not playing no games. We're going to get the work. It's that, you know, that blue collar guy. So. Uh, I think that really helped me too, being in Miami, if having some type of fear, you know, just like you have with your parents. I felt like that with Pat. Yeah. I can't make this dude, can't let him down. So that was kind of my take, you know, once I met Pat and I was around him. So now you're on the Heat and the players that you have on the Heat, the players that's coming, who you've got to play with and how was that for you? Man, it, it was cool because, you know, when I get drafted, it's a young team. It's yeah. D-Wade, it's C-Butler, it's yeah. Lamar, Eddie, you know, yeah. so they thinking young. They looking at me like this dude's going to be next to D-Wade for the, the years to come and things yeah. like that. So that's what the chatter was all about. And then, you know, they have opportunity to be a championship contender a team. Fella. Yeah, and the big dog come. So I'm already working out. I've been there two, three weeks. You know, they preparing me to play. Yeah. I went from preparing to play to, hey, now you developing. Yeah. <laughs> now you player development. You know what I mean? So once they made that trade for Shaq, it kind of changed everything. Yeah. So it went from, yo, you're going to probably get a little bit of time on the court to you ain't getting no time. Right. So, uh, you know, once Shaq got there, you know, it was super dope because, like I said, it's somebody I watched my whole life. How was it when you first met him? Oh, uh, man, it was so much love. You know, a lot of people don't know my mom worked for LAPD for years, 30 mm -hmm. plus years. And one of her closest friends was the person that kind of introduced Shaq to being a detective and, you know, the just the police field. Yeah. Yeah. So once Shaq came, my mom reached out to her like, oh, my God, like, you know, your guy is about to be with my son. And <laughs> and once she reached out to Shaq, like, yo, that's my nephew right there. You know God, what I mean? Take, you. It was all love from day one. Like, yeah. yo, you know Marcellus? Like, you my little homie, you know what I mean? So it was love from day one. I learned so much from that dude, good and bad. Uh, we all know Shaq is the ultimate prankster. So just having him around, learning from him, 
learning from all those, you know, veteran guys that we got that year was amazing, man. Tell me your first impressions of UD and D-Wade. <laughs> <laughs> UD, I got it. UD is my dog, man. UD got my number, and he hit me. He's like, yo, what up, young fellas? UD, I'm going to walk you to the city. You know, he gave me the, the red carpet, mm -hmm. and he took me to, like, a, a Miami event the first few days I was there. Man, that shit was so hood. Yeah. I'm like, dog, where are we at? <laughs> but I was good. It was just cool to see all the love that – uh, UD had, you yeah. know, just being that hometown favorite, being a guy that make it out, never leaving Florida. And, you know, these people are showing them so much love. So I felt always safe with UD wherever I went around, you know, Dade County. But UD yeah. was, you know, straight up dude. And then D-Way, you know, super shy, <laughs> don't really talk, uh, want to hang. But, you know, he just to himself. Oh, like, so you say when he was regular, he turned yeah. into a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superhero. Yeah, yeah. I seen all that. This is just D-Wade. This is D-Wade. Man, listen, I be seeing, I be with my bro now, and I be looking at him, I'm like... <laughs> Man, you done had this conversation, like... <laughs> you passed me up with the turned up and just, you know, just being a social butterfly and all that, but it's just crazy to just see how much different D-Wade is now than what yeah. he was when I met him, what, almost 20 years ago. He had yeah. to be 20 years this year. Yeah. Yeah, but that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah, man, we had some great times, the three of us, man. We was the young bucks on the team. Yeah. We was kind of not into what everybody else was into. Yeah, we were still on our, you know, streetwear stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they was old. Yeah, they, they was old. You know, we wasn't really trying to wear no suits and no walkers. We were still trying to keep it LRG and, you know. Yeah. Hey, time out. This is one of the funniest stories that he did tell me. I got to hear this story. Like, this is so, so. First, you gotta tell him how you was just, he laughed at everything. So, oh before my God. Even start, they had to tell him, Darrell, shut up, don't laugh before they even start going. But you gotta tell the Shaq and Pat story. Bro. <laughs> Listen, man, one thing about me, I was the goofiest dude ever. I couldn't control my laughter. It didn't, I didn't give a damn what was going on. I'm gonna laugh. And Pat, that used to irk the hell out of Pat. First, it used to irk Stan. Started with Stan, then it, it graduated to Pat. And i never forget this meeting. You know, things are just going left for us at this time. We had won the championship. We all know that next year we came back, we was terrible. We just yeah. had that championship hangover. Yeah, I kicked it. Yeah, we all kicked summer. it. We hung. We, during it, we just, like, we was going to repeat. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, Pat's finally fed up. So I think he wanted to meet with Shaq prior to this meeting. And, and Shaq kind of, like, blew it off. So we all in a in a room like this, about to watch film. I forget, I think we were like New York or something. Shaq walk in there late. <laughs> Pass say, get the fuck out. <laughs> he just keep walking. You know, Shaq, I ain't going nowhere. And as soon as he say that to Shaq, he looked directly at me. Darrell, get the fuck out too, because you you gonna think too you gonna think this shit's too funny. Get the fuck out. So I'm like, Mind you, I'm already laughing once he do, told Shaq, get the fuck out. I'm like, like why are you telling him to get out? And he looked directly, get the fuck out, Darrell. I'm like, but what I do? He said, get out. So I'm getting up. Shaq, no, sit the fuck down. You ain't going nowhere. You sit down. So I got Pat, the godfather, telling me to get out. And I got Shaq telling me, sit my butt down. So what I do? I just like, you know, I get small in the chair. Like, ain't nobody going to see me. Like, I ain't going to go nowhere. Big dog says, stay right here. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So, man, that right there was when things was going the other way. What did say? Nothing. After they, you sat down. The, the tension went back to Shaq. I, I kind of got up when I was doing this. Shaq was like, sit down. You ain't going nowhere. 
that's a rock in a hard place. But. Bro, that mess was so, I, I didn't laugh the rest of the day. I was like, man, I need to get serious. Though. I'm out here tripping. <laughs> they kicking me out. I ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I'm barely playing. And he bringing my name up. Hey, talk to me about that, like, the championship run, bro, because I can remember, you know, like, uh, we're going to get to one story in particular, <laughs> but we, I just want to talk to you about, like, you know, when GP yeah. get there, you know, Pose, Twine, oh, and, like, man. when it started to form, like, damn, like, Zoe, like when did yeah. you start to think about it, like, and Zoe is a story in himself. Bro. Zoe was anal about that whole scene. Please talk to him about Zoe and how his attitude and mentality about Zoe was. First? Go Zoe first. Zoe, Zoe was <laughs> pissing everybody off, okay? <laughs> Every huddle, hey, fellas, this team, this and that. <laughs> and me and Quintel Woods used to be like, bro, shut up, bro. Every huddle. Quintel. Hey, but but Zoe was like, you he know. Saved him. Yeah, when when you when you think about it as you get older, especially Zoe, he was like, you know, he was at the end, end of it. Yeah, he knew the importance so that of championship it. meant everything to him. But we young, goofy, man, Joe, Zoe, shut up. He didn't let D Wade and them make no. Hey, hey, young fella, like you messing up my damn championship. Like that's <laughs> how he talked to D Wade. Hey, yeah. you messing up Stay my it championship. Up, Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, get it together, young fella. Yeah. So, uh, Zoe was just super anal about everything during the finals. You know, as you get older, you understand why. Especially that year, we didn't. We ended up well, getting down 0-2 to Dallas, and then you understood once you know we we and took Zoe that lead. Saved and Zoe saved it. Zoe had Zoe a big. He was blocking everything. Man, he was hollering, he was yeah, he was, spitting he was, all over the damn place. <laughs> they looking like y'all losing. He, he hollering like, like, he, like he, yeah, yeah, man, flexing so hard. Y'all yeah, yeah. remember man, him on the ground? Man, he was yeah. on the ground shaking yeah. and shit. I'm like, yo, Zoe going crazy. I felt crazy. him though. I felt him though. Yeah. I say, look, because I was listening to y'all tell me how everything was going. I was like, look, Bro. big fella, he ain't playing. He, he ain't playing. letting this go. I used to make Zoe so mad. That shit used to be so funny to me. Because <laughs> yeah. I was so like immature towards Zoe, everything I did. But I love Zoe so much. He used to be like, young fella, why, why are you thinking like that? I'm, like, I mean, I'm just playing, dog. He just didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, talk about that, that season run, and that though. team, that Man. run that y'all, and like when y'all really started to look around, like, and like you as a young fella, like, what the hell am I about to be a part of? Man, I, well, you know, that previous year, we went to the Eastern Conference Finals. D-Wade gets hurt. I think he ended up like pulling a muscle or tearing something in like his rib cage. It was something weird that he ended up hurting. He had the missed game, what, five, I think, of that series. So once we got that close, we like, dude, like this was amazing. Like the atmosphere, the competitiveness of the games. So that next year we come in, like you mentioned those names that we got, the Twans, the Posies, GP, Zoe finally, you know, coming on board. Yeah, Pat coach. Yeah, and, and then Pat was coaching as well. Yeah. So um, just that whole run, man, the whole year, we really didn't know we was a championship team. But we kept getting better, kept getting better. I really think the turning point was that Chicago game that D-Wade and GP got into it. I think that brought us together because that showed a lot of character for those two dudes. One great Hall of Fame player and a young up-and-coming player just going at it the whole way to the bench. And, you know, they kind of squashed it in the huddle, and I think that's when we became a team. You Why know? did they get into it? I feel, I, it was probably like an assignment or something. GP just got on D-Wade. D-Wade, you know, kind of barked back right. at him, and yeah. they was just face-to-face -face all the way to the bench. I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that in Chicago. Nah, I remember GP ain't, y'all know GP ain't going, Boy, but they was, was finding out D-Wade wasn't going either. Exactly. That's when they was really finding that out about young mm -hmm. D. Yeah. And I think that really showed a lot of character to the, everybody. Like, okay, like you said, he ain't backing down. GP, he really, you know, trying to get a championship. So I think that's when we became a team. And that run was crazy, dude. 
finally getting over that hump, beating Detroit. Mm-hmm. And then the finals, you know, we we felt like we ain't supposed to be there. But since we here, mm-hmm. let's go win it. You know what I mean? Like, the, they was a the heavy favorites. The, the uh, math, Dirt was unbelievable. Dirt, but that boy UD, boy, he's he, he was out there making things tough on him, man. Yeah. That's when he really to fight for every UD. That's why I'm always yeah. ready to go to war with him. You already know. UD really, you know, came alive for us. Twan came alive for us. GP hit a big shot. Zoe yeah. was big time. Yeah. And then D Wade, that's when he became a star. Yeah. You know, in my opinion. I felt like that's he when he became a legend. Over. I yeah. like yeah. you know how tight we was in. I was at the crib in awe. Yeah, it you remember was crazy. I I'm talking to y'all out there mm-hmm. like, this is crazy. Crazy, man. You hitting me like this is crazy. crazy. We like <laughs> bro is doing some un- uh, like out of this world yeah. shit. Like for real. All of us, like, we was in awe that when he was going through one. To get the championship though, because after they won and threw the ball up, I just see you and him. Man, I had to go, you know, go hug my guy, man. I knew the yeah. camera was going to be on my boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but winning the championship and seeing that for your game, because, like, you was on a young team when you first got there, and, you you know, on a young team, they look to play the young guy. But now when you bring these veterans, you got to wait in line. Because yeah. not contracts and everything, even if they ain't better than you, going to say you got to hold up. Yep. How seeing that help you start evolving and getting ready to play? I'm going to be honest with you, bro. It didn't help me at all. I'm like, why the hell I'm not playing? <laughs> yeah. That's just what it was. I'm like, why I'm not playing? So, you know, Keith Atkins, who I owe a lot Keith of credit Atkins, to. OG. Yeah, so OG. Yeah. yeah, I owe a lot of credit to, you know, just having a, a long career, understanding how to be a pro, mm-hmm. understanding how to work, and just bringing that hard hat every single day. And, you know, Keith, I used to always talk to him like, bro, I'm not playing. It's mm-hmm. like, bro, if we drafted you off potential. You are behind. Like, you need to be more consistent. You got to mm-hmm. be stronger. You got to be able to catch and they shoot. They building you. Yeah, right. they building. But I didn't understand that. Yeah. You know, coming straight out of high school where I'm, I could do whatever I wanted on the yeah, court. You right. know what I mean? Because that was the lucky thing for me to play right away because I'm drafted with everybody yeah. else. That's, all of us are draft picks. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm going to play right away. Yeah. But with you, it's just... It can change. The organization can change just, just like, like that. that. Yeah. And now you are like, wait your turn. <laughs> like your four years finna really, your, your whole rookie deal finna go up. Got to go up. Because you got to wait four years before you might get an opportunity to play. Yeah, and, and, and Keith gave me the, the best nugget I took with me the rest of my career. He said, you practice how you play. These are your games. So mm-hmm. I was on the court tape ready, knee pass. We already know how to knee pass in Miami at 8.30 with Keith Atkins. You know, practice at 10. I'm mm-hmm. on the court taped and ready at 8.30. So I'm going through a tough old workout. And let, me, and, and let me just interject. When he say tape ready, all that, blah, blah, with Keith Atkins is the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I promise you, player development people don't don't work you out like he's no. asking work you out, boy. Yeah, it's it was a work. difference. I promise yeah. you, it was work. You work with him. That's a, you 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 making a choice. You are making a decision, yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh, so you got desperate to the point like I'm gonna work. gonna work out with the one that they don't want to work out with. He gonna let you know, young fella. Young fella, we only go one way over here, right? Yeah, And it, it wasn't no choice for me. It was like, you're working with Keith. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. And I spent so many hours with Keith and we butted heads. You know, we got into it. We got face to face a couple of times just because I felt like he was trying to be my pops. 
Yeah. You know, I'm young. I'm like, yo, I got a daddy. I don't need you to be my dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then as I'm I got older, to be a man. yeah, he was just teaching me how to be a professional and how yeah. to work hard and how not to make an excuse for myself. Smack my lips, my bad, any of that, take off. It, it was that. It was like that with Keith. Any little thing, take off. Just run. And Keith was cut from the cloud. He, he oh, had to man. make the team every year for like yeah. nine years from training camp. And that, yeah. that's a heat. Pat Riley Love training camp, he like so like once he won on May, they you in you in an organization now. Come on, yeah. like so he know he ain't just walk talking crazy. He didn't walk it for real. Had to yeah. make the team every year on some gangster shit. Like yeah, you know, no, real talk. So he carried he 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 carried that as an assistant coach, and we worked for hour hour and a half every single day. I practiced hard and told me use that as your game. If you want to get on the court and gain trust of your coach, that's where you do it at. When them dudes. You know, cruising, telling you to slow down. Because he used to hear Eddie like, hey, man, like, chill out, young fella. Or the, young, or the older dude telling me to chill. He used to be like, don't chill. <laughs> nah, I don't give a damn. You run into him, hurt him, whatever. Don't chill. <laughs> yeah. And I used to be like, okay. You know, he put that battery in my back where I was like, all right, bro. Like, this was going to take for me to get on the court. I got to do what I got to do. You know, just working with Keith every single day, just teaching me the game, turning my game into more of a 3 and D guy. Because, you know, I was get to the basket, yeah. you know, pull up, do what I want with the ball. It's like, you gotta, you gotta simplify that. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta make find your way in this league exactly. because it ain't about your game no more. Exactly. So yeah. he let me know at an early age, like you're a potential and you have to work up to, you know, those guaranteed minutes and a coach trusting you every single night. So the story I was going to tell about championship <laughs> run, right? <laughs> this is real true story. We talked about it with D-Wade too. They playing the, uh, I forget which round. They playing the That's Bulls. First round. First round. They playing the Bulls. Playing Chicago Bulls. No, second round because we played Washington back to back. Okay, round. so right. I'm, uh, I'm at this time, I'm with the Knicks, right? Yep. I'm Knicks. with the Knicks. So I'm at home. You know, I'm at the crib. <laughs> April, whatever. I'm at the crib. Soon as that shit starts. Oh, like May. Yeah, yeah, I'm at home. So, you know me. I had this point, I had the big house. You know, the, the, the house with the indoor pool, all of that outside. So, I frequently had parties and things like that at this point. So I'm having like a little party. Bro, and them hit me. Him D way. He was like, hey, bro, yo, we get in this time. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm a, um, I got a little such and such going on. You know, y'all want to slide, whatever, whatever. D right like, oh, for sure. I'm in there, bro. Like, you know, me, I ain't even playing. He like, we got the game tomorrow. Cause like he was in the suit at this time. He right. was like, you know, so the game is like a one o'clock game, yep. afternoon games. So, so, you know, I forget whatever time they get there. We kick it, we hang, you know, everybody having a good time, you know, in the pool, out the pool, eating food, hanging out, you know, having drinks and beverages. So it's starting to get late. I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, I come to them. I'm like, hey, hey, bro, like, y'all might want to go on here and slide. You know, it's, you know, you got the early game tomorrow. Him and D like, nah, we good. Like, <laughs> we good. We in a little bit, right? right, right. So we like, all right. <laughs> it was always another hour. <laughs> look, look, so look, for you know it. It's getting later. My boy has had a time. <laughs> he has had a time. <laughs> a time was had? We got <laughs> <laughs> to save him from himself. I'm like, no. No, do you right? I was wilding. He out there late. So I'm like, now, D-Wade don't need drink at this point. He ain't doing no libations or nothing. He just chilling. In fact. Man, they wound up leaving. Wait, well, it had to be like 3, 4 in the morning For or sure. Like, Three, four, and one, you got a one o'clock game, bro. You know what that's like on the whole, just the whole movement of everybody getting up, how you about to leave it. Like, man, 
You one o'clock game, you gotta leave by eleven. Exactly. So explain what happened the next day. <laughs> Y'all get this the next day for one o'clock game. Man, I was turned up shorty for sure. We get up. I wake up the next morning. Boy, I don't know where I'm at. I'm spinning. <laughs> Whole room spinning. Literally. <laughs> I'm lit still. <laughs> I'm like, oh Lord. <laughs> so we get on the bus. And I'll never forget Shannon Anderson was next to me and I had a bag, you know, the little uh, laundry bag they give you. Uh, just in and, case. Just in case. I'm like, man, I might have to call Earl. <laughs> so Shannon Anderson, like, bro, what, what the hell wrong with you? I said, man. <laughs> <laughs> he see me like, I was like, dog, I, I think I did too much last night. <laughs> but we get into that locker room. I, st- I couldn't even go out to the game. I was in the back throwing up the whole game. Like by the real game going on. By the on. game going on. <laughs> he throwing up. Throwing up my life. Never made it to the court. Meanwhile, out on the court, D-Wade out there looking like shit. <laughs> they lost. Lost like a brother. Got they ass beat. And I'm sitting here at the crib, me and the homies, me and Rio, we sitting here like this, like. <laughs> I said, I, look, they all looking at me like, I said, I told them to go their ass to the crib. We should have took our ass I, home. I told them three, four times. I said, I can't believe this shit. <laughs> look. Didn't even know that he never made it to the thing. I talked to him again. He like, bro, I didn't even make it. I said, oh man. I said, this oh is my the- god. What they say to you? They didn't say nothing to me. I was just telling. I think it was uh, Jay Sable. I went to him because I knew if I went to Mister Colt, he was gonna tell on me for sure. <laughs> so I went to Jay Sable. Like, bro, I don't feel good. I think I got the flu. Y'all know United Center. You go in the back. You got the showers to the, yeah, to the right. To the and right. then there's like a closet to the left. I sat there the whole time. The ball boy kept checking. I was like, bro, are you all right? I said, I don't think I'm good, bro. I don't think I'm all right. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to tell you what did it to him. I'm going to tell you what did it to him. People in this, from my era, they going to know. Incredible Hawks, ladies and gentlemen. That was when he was off the hypnotic in Hennessy. No, this was, no, 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 no. Your crazy butt put hypnotic in Grey Goose. It wasn't the even, hurricane. Did. Yeah. That, was, it wasn't a hur- that was the alternate Incredible Hawks. The <laughs> ultimate man, Incredible Hawks. I ain't Hulk. never had you that. Remember, you remember, listen, just listen. <laughs> this is the example. You remember the, the big house in Chicago. You remember yeah. you come off the kitchen and it's the stairs and it's the pool. Ooh, yeah. We had to save his life. He was trying to jump from the, the stairs, stairs to, to the, the pool. pool. And you know that's you first of all how far it is. The jacuzzi, the stairs right here. What are you <laughs> even trying? It would have been bad. <laughs> I was like, no, I was yelling in slow motion, like, somebody get him. <laughs> life of the party, bro. I don't know what I was thinking. Jesus. <laughs> so oh. I, like you the definition of like, you know. Like they say, once you leave Miami, everything else is like easy. Oh yeah, oh for sure. He had the whole foundation. Yeah, and you know, yeah. You came through the door on some. You know, we know how the Miami organization is, and every player, no matter who it is, Shaq or whoever, gotta have that body fat and everything uh, right. Yeah. Hey, bro. Yeah. Every week. Weight and body fat, Bill Ferran. Yeah. And when I went to, I'll never forget when I went to Golden State. It's a State. great day to live. It's a great day to live. Oh, he used to piss me off with that. <laughs> like, Bill, get out of my face with that. Shout out see to you Bill, in a minute. Man. Per- hey, shout out to Bill. <laughs> One of the best, for sure. One of the best. But uh, when I get to Golden State, you know, I signed to Golden State for three years and um, thinking I'm about to play for Don Nelson. Couldn't wait. And then he ended up stepping down, retiring, and then Keith Smart ended up coaching us. Keith Smart. I had Keith Smart in Cleveland. Okay, Keith Smart. Yeah. Solid guy. I love Solid Keith guy. Smart, love man. Keith Smart. Yeah. Gave me an opportunity to really go out there and spread my wings. And he reminded me every single day, hey, this ain't Miami. Go play your game. Yeah. So uh, a lot of love for Keith Smart. But 
he had me demonstrating a lot of things. He had me reciting a lot of things that I learned from Miami. He always wanted me to, you know, stand in front of the team and just tell them that, you know, about heat culture and how you carry yourself as a professional, uh, teaching different drills that we that he heard we did in Miami. So, yeah. you know, he a lot of people around the league respected it. So once I get to Golden State, you know, I'm asking Monte different things like, you could do this, you could do that. He's looking at me like, yeah. He like, can you bring a homie on the plane? Can you, you know, do just simple NBA stuff? Start playing. Welcome to the good right. life. <laughs> I'm like, he looking at me like, yeah, bro. Like, why are you asking me that? He's like, you've been in the league. It's your seventh year. You don't know you could do that? No, I'm like, man. not in Miami. <laughs> you can't do none of this. So he was like, yeah, bro, you good. I'm like, oh, cool, man. It's love here. Yeah. Let, let me just explain. To when I when I came to Miami, I got traded to Miami, right? So I had been in New York, and then this was the summer. Remember, I got traded like four times in like two months or whatever. <laughs> Fuckers hitting me like, what the fuck you got going right, on? Like yeah. I had the expiring contract. This when everybody was trying to dock you for position to have big money coming off their books going into the summer, LeBron, D Wade, and, and all of that shit. So get traded to Miami. First thing I do, I just had to fly there immediately. Pat wants to see this, that, and third. Like, you know, this fat cute too. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You are so like, bro, come in, you know, right in the little big ass locker room. Mm -hmm. He like, uh, Bill come in and say, uh, Pat wants you to do weight and body fat. I was like, damn. He was like, yeah, just drop your bag right there. He was like, strip down, did weight and body fat. So now they trying to get me, he get this, and third. He didn't took the weight and body fat upstairs. So then I go upstairs with Pat. Pat like, uh, he like, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> this was a really shit, bro. He hit me with, they, they traded me for Mark Blunt, right? So the season before, they had sent Mark Blunt home early yep. from the season. He wasn't even with the team or yeah, whatever, for whatever wilding. reason. He was just, so like, he telling me, he like, all right, so here's the deal. We know you've been partying. We know you've been drinking your ass off. That's why you look how you look. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to commit. Right here, right now, you can't leave. You can't bring nobody down here. You can't go back home. All of this shit, right? He was like, if you do something, I will know about it, <laughs> right? right? Was like, anything in that mini bar, anybody bring something for you to drink, anything, we gonna know about it. And he was like, if this is the only chance. There's no oops, I, no. He was like, I'll cut you on the spot. He was like, we traded you for Mark Blunt. He wasn't part of the team, so it's not gonna hurt us. He was like, if you can... Get your shit together and do what you was doing on the court. Like, we can be cool. But he was like, if you, any of this shit, it's over immediately. Ain't no nothing. I'm looking at this man. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, he ain't bullshit. Like, so, call my bro. I'm like, bro, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I already know he going. I'm like, I need a whip, right? He like, I got you, bro. Go ahead to my crib. I have my man let you in. Da, 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 da. You take the coop you, and you good. You go back and forth. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, you know me, bro. I'm just going back and forth to the gym. That's it. Nice car, by the way. <laughs> man got a, it ain't no, listen. It was the Bentley GT Continental mm. Coupe. Lorenzer kitted too. This boy looking like, I'm like, I felt like Mike Lowry pulling up out the <laughs> lot, right? Back up. I'm like, ooh, ooh, I'm out here, big boy. You know what I'm saying? Whip out reverse. Turn down the street, going on, on. Before I got like 90 seconds away, and this bitch stopped. <laughs> I'm like, man, you, we like in the Coconut Grove area. Now, you know, you've been in Miami enough times, like back then, like, man, you make two, three left turns in the Grove, and you in Lil Haiti, like, what the fuck going Talk. on? Like, for real, like, what's going on? Before I'm like right there in the thick of it by a church, all I see is dreadhead dudes riding bikes and shit, gold teeth. I'm like, 
I'm trying to fit. Now, mind you, when it first happened, I'm like right here at a stop sign. I'm like, what the fuck going on? Gas tank empty. <laughs> How in the hell you got a GT Continental Bentley sitting on E to where you can't even get two minutes away and this bitch didn't die? Only if Q went the other way. The gas station was Bro. right there. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, mind you, I just got a gym. I'm sweating. It's hot as hell. Uh, man. My body's sweating. Now I'm getting nervous. I'm from the crib, bro. Right, I'm, right. Like, I'm, sitting, I'm like, I'm out here. But you roll up on the bike. Mom, you need some help? I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm right. good. I'm calling him. He ain't answer. I called him like 10 times. And he finally called. I said, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like man, the thing, he had he had the little buddy that had to let me in to get the car. He went and got a gas. He bought me some gas. Everything was cool. But I was like, bro. I'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> like, Boy was so mad at me, I dog. Was hot. He like, was hot. I'm like, how the hell you gonna give me a car on empty? It didn't know tell me where the gas station at. Like, what a heads up. Like, hey, bro, I know it ain't no gas, but you need to. I think I was in LA too. Yeah, he way <laughs> in LA. In hey, LA. Did you see how Q looked when he lost all that weight? Oh, yeah, I seen it. He I seen there. it. When I was they there. showed up, they broke. That's how I knew, like, bro, like, cause like you gotta understand, when I got there. No one was there. Yeah, yeah. It was the middle of the no summer. Jake, it was only James Jones and UD. Yeah. And when like after like the first week, bro, I, I threw up for like the first probably like <laughs> like literally, I'm serious. I threw up for like the first like probably like eleven days every Damn. day. Like, and what did Bill do? Bill had a garbage can at the end of the thing, and he would take a Polaroid and put it in my locker every day until I didn't do it no more. <laughs> First day it happened, I'm thinking like, shit, I done threw up this shit over. When I'm sitting there, he didn't bring me two. I'm sitting down there at the end of the thing, bring me a couple Gatorade cups. I'm sitting there, I drink shit. And he's sitting there at about a second, he's like, all right, you ready to finish? I'm like, finish, <laughs> finish. I thought I was finished. <laughs> I never get so like, I, cause like, you know, they had levels to the yep. workouts and shit. So I'm like, he like, what are you doing? I'm just shit, whatever. I don't want to be by myself. I'm going to do what James and UD doing. I mean, one day we came out and said, boy, UD looked at me and said, I ain't going to lie to you, my boy. He trying to see what the fuck you made of. He just throwing that. He throwing the kitchen sink at you. He like, you you oh you keep God. coming though. I'm going to get, he said, but you ain't supposed to be doing all this shit yet. Not we supposed to talk. build shit up. And he's like, they throwing the kitchen sink at your right. ass and seeing what the fuck you going to do about it. Boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the boy showed up. They was looking at me like, what the fuck? Who, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I knew. Because like, you know, when you seeing somebody every day, you did them don't see it like that. I'm right. seeing the scale. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing that. But I'm seeing myself every day. I don't see the difference until at the end when, when Bill showed me the picture from when we first started, and then he showed me all the numbers. And remember, he did the little write-up and all mm -hmm. that shit. Like, this was crazy. Ain't nobody crazy. ever lost this much weight in like six weeks. Like, yeah. it was crazy. But, but when they showed up, and when my sister showed up, that's when I knew, I'm like, oh, nah, this shit for real. Like, Not I look fact. different. Because they both, everybody, like, they kept looking at me like, nigga, like, and I'm catching them just looking at me like, yeah. bro, like, this is crazy. Yeah, nah, you transformed in that That jump. was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy because you know summertime it's time for us to hook up and hang out you know me him d-way whomever you know the homies bro, that i'm was, like bro where you at man and talking about i can't go nowhere like what you mean look, i was <laughs> like i gotta be here couldn't do nothing he was at the, he was in la and in chicago mm -hmm. i was in miami so you ain't going to stay how how was it for you to get the opportunity to play more and the opportunity to show your skills and Coming out well, of boot, it's like it's three that year, didn't it? Yeah, it's like you coming out of boot camp, man. You know what I'm saying? Leaving Miami, and now you get an opportunity to play. It was amazing, man. Like I mentioned a little earlier, Keith Smart always made sure he let me know this ain't Miami no more. Yeah. We need you to go out you there, let that bit fly. Let hey, it let fly. it go. Yeah. You letting that thing yeah. fly, man. And then just the confidence my teammates have, Monte, David Lee, to end up getting traded he there, lead. Steph Curry, you know, yeah. so. 
I'm getting there early. You know, I'm there. First, my kid is in school, so I'm already there. Nobody there, too. Mm. You know, I'm just used to being in Miami, right. getting there early, thinking it's about to be gym full of guys. Ain't nobody there. I'm in there just getting my own work in. But, man, once they got there and they seen my shot-making abilities, Monte, Steph, D. Lee was like, bro, if you make that shot, we looking for you every single time. So them yeah. transition threes, just me camped out in the corner, they gave me more confidence than, than I already had because, yeah. you know, they was like, bro, we rolling. The style of play. Yeah, the style of play was great. He, yeah. he hit me like for like six threes one game. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was pissed, but it was all right, you know. We ended up breaking a record that game. I don't know if you remember Your team, that. team, yeah. Y no, hit. both both teams. It was the most threes like, most ever threes in the game. In the game. Like, we, we went crazy. Mm -hmm. We ended up going to overtime because I know I was first in, in the lead and makes – and then Jay Rich was behind me. And I was watching Jay Rich every game. Like, man, did he get how many hit today? How many yeah. hit today? But man, it was just it was an amazing feeling to just go out there and be able to spread my wings, play through mistakes, and just have fun. I had a lot of fun. To, to go see to your name being in top category in the league. Right. Like straight up. You know, we all dream of this and trying to get something on board and you try to find your niche, but to see your name at the top of the list of, of makes and stuff like that, how was that for you? Oh, it was great, man. It was just like that hard work finally paying off. You know, those long hours in the gym with Keith Atkins, the summer work that I was putting in because a lot of, for a long time, Miami never let me go work with no other trainer. It was like, you stay right here. So like that year mm -hmm. Q got there, it was like the first year I was able to be on my own and just leave when I wanted to. You know, I wasn't a young fella no more. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you earn your stripes. Exactly. So now I'm working with, you know, one of the best trainers in LA. I'm working out with D Rose and Russell every morning. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to the hacks that used to be in LA. We playing pickup. And then that night I'm going with Coach Morris to get extra shots up. So I was just working, putting that work in. So yeah. once I got into the season, you know, it wasn't a real surprise to me that I was playing so well because I put the work in. And uh, just to see my name up on the top of that list, it was crazy, man, just because that year I scored more points in my seventh year than I did my first six years. Right. I'm yeah. like, I was that sorry or was nah, I'm just nah, having a good year? had the opportunity, <laughs> you know. One thing about when you get to the league, opportunity is everything. Man, so much. A lot of cats are really better than what people think they is, but they don't never get the opportunity. The right. money just don't weigh up sometimes. You know? Very true. So, you know, it's just opportunity. Talk about watching, was Steph, well, he was a rookie when you got there. Or no, was he was a second year. year. Second year. Yep, Talk second about year. watching Steph and then Clay came in as a rookie while mm -hmm. you were there. Talk mm -hmm. about watching those two come through the door and just watching, you know what I'm saying, practice, them two boys shoot as young fellas. Yeah, I, I, it was just amazing to see Steph, just how humble he was, because he was on his way to stardom. Um, really didn't see it just because of the injury, so it was a lot of up and downs throughout the season, but behind closed doors, his worth ethic. Mm -hmm. The time he put in on the game, the time he put in on his body to get stronger. Yeah. You know, always had a positive attitude because mm -hmm. that year before, he had a solid year. His rookie year, he had a solid year. Yeah, I think he finished hurt. it with yeah. a couple of triple doubles at the end. And then you trade for All-Star and David Lee, and then you bring in me. Yeah. And now he kind of like, you know, getting pushed down the ladder a little bit, but he always was like, yo, wherever I got to, whatever I got to do. So making yeah. open shots, you know, he still got in his bag and did his thing, but we were taking a lot of shots as well. Yeah. And he was okay with that, but he continued to put the work in every single day. Uh, he was always positive. I don't never remember Steph even getting frustrated. Only if, you know, if he probably wasn't playing well or something like that. And then they wasn't playing him in the fourth quarter or sometimes. So he'd get mad at that for sure. Yeah. But Steph was, man, stand-up guy. 
Uh, then when Clay came in, Clay was hilarious. <laughs> Clay never got there early, ever. Clay, if practice at 10, Clay showing up at 9.45, 9.50. He chilling, <laughs> looked like he just woke up. And he had walked to his locker, don't say nothing to nobody. I'd be like, damn, Clay, what's up, bro? Oh, hey, what's up, bro? And that was it. But... Now, d right going to make you speak. Oh, yeah. Damn, yeah. you know, I'm coming from Miami. You can't walk through that locker room without saying nothing. You yeah, know, you yeah. got all the OG. Damn, did I wake up with you this morning? 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 Why you ain't speaking? So yeah. I used to be on Clay all the time. Like, damn, what up, Clay? Oh, hey, what's up? But he used to make me and B-Rush look silly. We get to them shooting drills. You know, I'm the vet. I'm going first. We're shooting for a minute. I'm making 20. B-Rush making 20. 21, Clay 30. <laughs> like, dang. So just the work that he put in the game and, you know, his they shooting was off the charts, man. It was crazy to just see a guy come out of college, be able to shoot the ball so well, man. It was it was amazing. Effortless. How was it like Mark Jackson coming there? Because, you know, he don't get – well, he does get the credit from the players, you know, for, like, setting that foundation for them, what yep. they became and giving Clay and Steph that type of confidence. Like, how was it playing for him, though, that short stint? Uh, it was cool. Uh, Mark was solid. I think Mark was similar to me to my coaching now is I'm a hooper. You know, he really wasn't a coach. He was still learning, you know, how to be a coach. So mm-hmm. uh, I give a lot of credit to Mike Malone, too, because he helped him a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Mike being, you know, coming from basketball history, he, yeah. he did a lot uh, with Mark as well. So they collabed a lot. But you talk about one of the uh, one of the best motivators. We hear him, you know, commentating. You hear, you know, the swag he puts on on the basketball lingo. So he did a good job with motivating us to go out there and play hard, you know, giving everybody that confidence. And as as the season went by, he was getting better and better. You know, I was only with him for a year. So it was cool to see how he was that first year until yeah. where he was until, you know, it was kind of over for him. And then just seeing the culture of the Golden State Warriors pretty much change, you know, yeah. with, with uh, Mark Jackson being there. So we had a lot of fun with him. You know, it was super light and relaxed and, you know, he's an old hooper, so he's going to talk some mess to you respectfully mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, you know, he was challenge a good you. Motivator, yeah, he was a great motivator. Just the things he said. He just had know. to get the X's and O's. Just, yeah, yep, that's, that's all it was him getting the X's and O's and, you know, learning more about that. So as his time went on, he got better and better. Like, how good did it feel? Like, like you said, you had that seventh year more points than you had in the whole previous city. Like, talk about how, how that felt. Like, because you know what I'm saying? Like, you one of them dudes. You L.A. Unified. Oops. You know everybody. You one of them dudes. You straight out of high school. And to be in that position of where you come home every summer, but you ain't getting to really bop. And yep. then, you know, you bust heads in the, in the pickups and get yep. your money. Up. Like, how did it feel to, like, like okay, now nah, now I'm doing my doing my set on the, on the real court and like y'all see look up in the stats look right. up in now you know what I'm saying how did that feel to get that after having to wait your turn that felt great man cause you know you get all those dudes those vets that come in the locker room be like hey young fella just wait your turn uh-huh. your turn gonna come <laughs> you be like bro I don't wanna hear none of that stuff and salute to CJ McCollum Will Barton Thomas Robinson all them young uh, Alan Crabb cause I used to have to recite those same lines and then once I got right. to Portland they used to be like well, OG I don't wanna hear that right but uh same I didn't want to hear it and then once I finally got my opportunity to really spread my wings it was a great feeling because like I mentioned that hard work it finally was paying off 
all those family members that call you. Oh, when you get the ball, why you just standing in the corner? Uh, why when you do this? I'm like, bro, the because word, it's the play. That's the play, bro. Why you just standing in the corner? When you get it, you should have. get the ball and go do something. Play. It's like, bro. That was the one I used to get. Like, wait, I don't like when you just got to stand there. You, you, you go get the ball and do Man, something. Man, you understand. Listen. You just can't shoot the ball anytime you want to out here, bro. You can't. It don't go like that. It goes Shaq, D-Way. Yeah. All y'all over there get the, get the scratch. The rest of y'all <laughs> figure it out. We exactly. hope one of y'all have a great game yeah, <laughs> to so, help them out. <laughs> yeah, so for me to go back and kind of have a flashback of how I played in high school is pretty much what I did in Golden State. You know, just mm-hmm. a lot more threes, just being that slasher, score. You know, averaging 16 points is tough in the league, too. Nah, that's big time. Every single night. What? You know what I mean? You you looked upon the, hey, we need that 16 or more. We need that 16. Oh, we got no chance. So to keep that up throughout a season, man, I played all 82 games. I took a lot of pride in that. Like, dude, I've been hurt a few times throughout my career. I want to play all 82. Started all 82. I think I was top three in minutes played. So I took a lot of pride that year showing people that I can really play. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been – uh, D Way's little homie for all these years, yeah. you know the dude just catching lobs and you know guarding the other players' best player. So I finally had the opportunity showing guys why I stuck in Miami for so long as well. Yeah, you go to Portland. How was that going to Portland? Because you had a good stunt there. Oh man, it was cool, man. You know, I've always just heard things about Portland. I remember the days when y'all was in Portland, Portland and stuff yeah. like that. So. All I can remember is just it rain a lot there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Ooh. So I'm like, dude, damn. But it's not that bad. Is it's it? not that bad. Man, it's you know, it's raining, but it's, it's not beautiful out yeah, there. Like it's the, so nice. The grass is really green. No and facts. The trees, like the colors are. No, yeah, it's really nice in Portland. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I had a good time in Portland. Neil O'Shea, I know y'all been knowing Neil for a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. When when I was in high school, my AAU coach took me to go work out with Gerd. And Gerd was doing a workout. Neil was rebounding. Gerd, right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Gerd, my guy, man. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's where kind of the connection came. So, Neil reached out to me. I went on a great visit with OKC. I almost signed at OKC. Mm-hmm. They, it was basically like a college visit. They had me, uh, Mia, Devin. They can't, we all came down there. They were showing us, you know, yeah. wine and dining. I'm like, man, this is all good. I'm about to play with my boy Russ. I'm about yeah. to play with KD. I'm like, I hope that money right. I got, I'm like, I called my agent, like, everything was good. What's the money talking about? It was like, ah, they want to give you the minimum. I'm like, man, I'm off that. I just had a good year. Yeah. So uh, Neil O'Shea ended up calling me like a day after I leave that uh, little visit with OKC. And I've been knowing Neil since high school. So mm-hmm. when he called me, told me what they have for me, two-year deal. They're looking for somebody that can stretch the floor, kind of play that four mm-hmm. and defend. I was like, it's, it's, no, it's a no-brainer. You know, yeah. a young Damian Lillard. Uh, you know, OG and, and LaMarcus Allridge, and yeah. then you had Nicholas Batum, Wesley Matthews already there, yeah. mm-hmm. and myself, Mo Williams, and Mo Williams. Uh, Rolo. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, uh, Robin Lopez that came. So I'm like, man, this could be a great team. Yeah. So, you know, my, my time there was amazing. You know, it made it feel like home. And we all know the Blazer fans, they they up there in the top five as far as fans. Yeah, the oh, they coming so out. They that, coming that's out. Why the Motor Center used to be cracking. Yeah, they we coming out. We had some good out. battles too there, man. It was the Rose Garden when I was yeah, there. Yeah, Rose Garden. It was mm-hmm. the Rose Garden when I was there. Yeah. Them Blazer fans, they represent. Yeah, they were serious for sure. Did you think to see where Steph and Dame at right now, like they top 75. Crazy. Like Crazy. you caught them when they was like young pups. Yep. And trying to find a way to see the level that they at now shooting-wise and seeing how big Steph got. Cause like when I seen Steph, I think we was down there getting KD at the time. 
And I looked at him and I was looking at that boy for seek, like, boy, you yeah. you just like Oh, you talking about Steph when he was coming out the game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we went to the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Now, you can put that, that work in that weight room just to see the level of and like Steph. Like yeah. they talking about he best point guard ever. Crazy, man. Like to see that just Tell me what you think of their growth. It's just amazing, man. But when you think about it and you go back and you think about those dark days and them, them days of just taking L's, getting our butt whooped here mm -hmm. and there, and just his attitude and just the work. I, I'm telling you, it was times when me and Monte would be looking at him like, bro, we got a game today. You in here in a full out sweat during the shoot around. Because by the time I got to go to state, them shoot arounds is light. Right. Come yeah. in, you just get some shots up, run a few plays or whatever. Yeah. Out. We got on sweats, hoodie, all that stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Steph on that the other end. Life. Yeah, that was a that was a great life. I Jeez. come in, get confused. Yeah. Shots, going on home. Get I'm out. <laughs> get my nap in, get my little pregame meal. And you got Steph over there just working, putting in that work. And like I said, he was he was the second to third option on it. It was crazy how it went. It was D Lee was in and out of the lineup. So he was kind of like, you know, top two, top three in as far as like yeah. options on the team, but he didn't, he didn't let that bother him. He just put the work in, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Never made excuses, like I mentioned, and he just wanted to win. That's all I can remember Steph. He just wanted to win. And you got to give a lot of credit to Pops, too. You know, a lot of people forget that his dad played in the league. Mm -hmm. So he learned the ropes. That's, see, he learned he the ropes. Pops. I'm old. And it's just crazy to see Clay and, and Steph, and people always say, they're these humble superstars. Like, dude, they come from this. They know. They've been in these locker rooms since yeah, a kid. They know how to kid. carry themselves. Mm -hmm. They watch their fathers be great professionals, and everybody got amazing things to say about both of those guys. So it's not a surprise that they carry themselves just like that. But the work that Steph used to put in used to be crazy, man. He just wanted to be great. I wanted to be great. But when you're young and you just, you know, us up here, you don't really see it until you see those results. And then yeah. you think about those those days where you're like, bro, you need to get some rest. It's like, no, that's, that's paying off. That's working for him. Yeah. What you seeing, Dame? Underdog mentality. Dame has always been that guy. They, they the after lily pad. me. Lily pad. They, they, they ain't messing with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He carries that on his shoulder, on his sleeve, just that Oakland mindset of, you know, of years and years of I've been right here and y'all just overlooked me. So yeah. for all the success that Dame has had, you know, Dame is still a close friend of mine, you know, like a little bro. It's just amazing when I get on the phone with him. It's just like, bro, you still mad at that type of stuff? Like you tripping off that? Nah, bro, like, they got me messed up, bro. With it. <laughs> they got me messed up, this yeah. and that. They think this and that. And he'd go to a scenario, well, you know, what about this game when I did this and this and that? I'm like, you right, you got a point there. Right. So, yeah. yeah, Dame the same way, man. You talk to him, um, what's good? What, what you want? I just got done with boxing, just got done with this. Like, damn, yeah. how many workouts you doing today? Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, same dude, just put a gym in his crib. So, it just lets me know. Guys like those guys are always going to be good because they put that time and that work in. And Dame is the same way like Steph. Put that time in. He played that backseat role. You know, he catered to whatever L.A. wanted to do. I'm going to be, hey, I'm your Robin. And then when yeah. L.A. left, it's, it's my time. Hey, tell me this. How much pride do you take in watching what Russ has been able to do? Mm -hmm. Like you said, that's when you was getting drafted, he in the video, 10th yep. grader, you know what I'm saying, celebrating with you. And that's like the little homie to you. Now Man. he done grown up to be – as big as he is, like you say, top 75, so right. you can't even, you know, the Mr. Triple Double, everything he's doing. Then not only that, like he's one of the most philanthropic people yep. to, to give back, do charity. He got the AU, which you help coaching yep. with, and he's in a community in that way. And then just with his brands, honor to give. Man. 
the community he do crazy for. Like, how much pride do you take in seeing this is somebody that looked up to you and you possibly impacted him on the following your footsteps and all of that. And now he's yeah, gone he and done, that done what he's done. Yeah, it's crazy just seeing Russ, you know what I mean? He's like a little little bro to me. Somebody that, you know, always played the same way. When Russ was a ninth grader, he was little as hell with some big ass feet, wearing a 15 mm-hmm. in ninth grade. That's all I can remember. Little, little homie with the big old feet. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he had the opportunity to practice with Reggie. He always had the JV practice against the varsity. So I see Russ every single day. And the same way Russ plays right now is how he played as a little small guy in ninth grade. I think a lot of people misunderstand who Russell really is. You know, you just yeah. named off the, all those amazing things. People just see his face all balled up on the court and willing to go through anybody to get a, a win mm-hmm. or, you know, help his team win. And I think a lot of people think Russ is like that off the court. One of the nicest dudes yeah, ever. Cool you know, give you your, his shirt off his back if he yeah, had to. But not, so, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, I love that situation for him. Uh, but Russ, man, just to see him, you know, attack the game the way he does, uh, to give back to the community, mm-hmm. and, you know, even take his people with him. You know, yeah. the people you see around Russell are the people that was with him from day one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? it was. I think he just stopped working out with his pops. Pops used to be the trainer. Right, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So everything is family with Russ. Uh, I just love to see, you know, him out there just – you know, holding the city down, losing your high school, and he one of them dudes that you, you know, that's my little bro right there. And I'm I'm so happy for all the success because a lot of people misunderstood, you know, the assignment for him. That's to be one of the best. Yeah. He damn right is. And right. like you say, Russ is like your little bro. I got I gotta bring up the real little bro. Oh man. Dylon, 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 Mr. Delon Wright, currently in the league doing mm-hmm. his thing and the thing that I like so though, and I told you this plenty of times because I got to meet him when he before he was even anything or <laughs> thought about doing anything, and he literally he followed the blueprint. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He went to prep school, and it was dope because when he got to go to prep school in the Bay when he was playing for the Warriors, and he got to be right close and see all of that. Then he took that. He went to Utah and went and went off. Right, mm-hmm. underrated, under you know what I'm saying. He wasn't the most all of this, and he went and took off and just you know he took his own journey and went out of his own way. And he came out and he's still getting it. Right. Like mm-hmm. how much, how proud are you to see how he's doing it? Then just the type of dude he is, one of the best little dudes. Yeah, he's funny right. and shit, but he's one of the best <laughs> little dudes you're gonna meet on some real right. shit. He like you know what I'm saying. Just to see the total package, like you got a brother that's driving in the league after you did it, and then not only that, like. He a hell of an individual, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? He a good dude. I used to think Delon was so sorry. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker's sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just didn't get it, bro. He didn't play like me, so I used to be on this bumper. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and Coach Morris used to always tell me, like, relax, relax. He don't play like you. He not you. Yeah. And I used to be like, but he goofy. He played too much. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm goofy. You goofy. I'm you the goofy one. Play all too the time. much. <laughs> I'm, I don't like that about him. And Marcus Williams. Used to say, hey, man, Delon is going to be in the league. I said, no, he not. Yeah. I said, he played too much. So just to see Delon, where he is now, going to his ninth year mm-hmm. and got a, then, then seen a couple of bags already. Yes. And, you know, he's lining up another one after this year. Consistently you know a contributor, part of their lineup. Yeah, man. And then us just taking two total Different routes. You know, I go straight out of high school. He go to prep school, junior college, college, and then he finally get to the league. It's just, you know, it just shows you that 
he was motivated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like any little brother, he felt like whatever big brother can do, he can do it because if you did it, and he'd tell you, if you did it, I know mm-hmm. I can do it. Right. That just used to be the competition against us, you know. Me being a big brother, smacking him in the head all the time as a youngin', he felt like, hey, man, he weak. Tim, he probably felt the same way. If my big brother did that, yeah. I know I can be there. So up. just to see DeLon's success, man, it's always just surreal. You know, I always got to laugh. I can remember in real time, like, when, like, when you started to think he nice now. Like, right. I can remember that, like, because you was like, man, bro, like, he finally started. Like, I'm like, because I used to always be asking, like, man, what's up? Like, when he can't, because, like, when he got to the Bay, I feel like he started to turn a corner. Yep. Yeah. That was before he went to, you know, to Utah. And that, but, like, there... I felt like, because I remember we came there to play, y'all, and I, we practiced at, like, San Francisco College. So yeah, that's I where we talking to you on the phone. <laughs> and um, we standing there. He like, man, bro, you know, like, I think he finally starting to, right. like, you know what I'm saying? Starting, mm-hmm. like, he starting to get buckets. Like, he he be front. Like, that's when he was telling. Like, that's when I think he first was finding out, like, yo, bro got, bro, like, he got hands. Yeah. He, like, he be getting his hands on everything. Like, that's when yeah. he was starting to figure out, like, I'm, I'm defensively, I'm more yeah. ahead of myself than I am. You, you see he play hard and all. Like, but that's the thing. It don't, if you don't know DeLon, it don't look like he playing hard. It look yeah. like he don't care. Yeah. yeah. And that's what used to bother me. It's like, bro, you got to play hard. And yeah. then you look up, he didn't got five steals, mm. seven, seven rebounds, seven deflections, yeah. his team winning. You know he what I mean? To, he tried to sign me at the Players' Tribune party. I was like, yeah, we taking the picture. He's like, yeah, OG, get in the middle. I said, hold up, dog. You a two-guard. You get in the middle. <laughs> you get you the little homie. <laughs> you, you a two-guard. Man, you get in the middle. You don't push me in the middle. I'm 6'9". You don't push me in the middle. <laughs> That's little Ray Wright right there, man. But I'm, hey, man, I'm so proud of little brother. Shout brothers. out to Ray Wright and yes. Stacy. You know yes. what I'm saying? They yeah. got, like, people would dream to have one kid make it. They got two. Yeah. And you wouldn't even know. Two. Right, let's talk about... We had a beautiful weekend in Massachusetts. Oh man, hey. we got the chance to see our boy go to the Hall of Fame. Shit. Like how? Man. No, it was full recovery once right. we got home. But, <laughs> but how, how how was it for you to just see our boy just man just become a Hall of Famer and just see the party and everybody there that was showing love? It was love in the air all weekend. Man, like my wife Mia said, it felt like a family reunion in there. You know, yeah. um, it's going on my 20th year being out of high school and stuff like that. So just to see all those people come and support and show love. Heat family. Heat family is different. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You see Pat Riley, Mickey Harrison, uh, Nick Harrison, you know, Spolstra. You know, he's with the USA team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he missed out on flying with the team, you know, to be there. You yeah. know, it's only right. But just to see D-Way be inducted in the Hall of Fame, hear his speech, see his family, the ones that was there from, from day one, it was amazing, dude. Yeah. Uh, because that's what we play for, you know, get that light and that shine on what type of player you are. Yeah. Uh, one of my boys, Ghetto Bird, always said, it's amazing. When you walk in the gym, you get you don't you don't get judged off Darius Mouth. You get judged off what you did on the court. You yeah. too. You know, all three of us. Yeah. Like we could be amazing people, but if you was weak, you was weak. If you was nice, people nice, respect yeah. you. So mm-hmm. just to see, you know, the bro put in all that work, you know, through injuries, really put on for Chicago, you know, Marquette, yeah. and then all his bros and his teammates. Man, that was an amazing event. Yeah. Um and I, I was super proud of him as a little bro. Exactly. Yeah. Super. Like I told him, I said, bro, you took this shit further than anybody could ever imagine. No, like, real you talk. know what I'm saying? Like, I used to be talking shit when he was in Marquette and yep. I'm in the league. I like, man, he about to come. Like, and I'm yeah. nowhere near thinking he about to go this crazy, go crazy. this far. And I was telling you, Peasy, training for the Clippers, he be telling you, I remember we be being there watching, you be talking about that's my boy. I'm like, 
Yeah, I ain't think it was about to be like yeah. this. It's crazy, man. When you talk about two guards, it's Michael, Kobe, D-Wade. D-Wade. Like, that's a fucking bar. Yeah, man. that's I'm, a bar. I'm thankful for the experience he gave me, yeah. for, for the invite. Yeah, to, for us to go, to that's just why see I had to tell that, him that. I had to pull him to the side you know, one time. Like, uh, bro, I don't like, know what player, if, you, if you've never been to the Hall of Fame and seen somebody get inducted, as a former player or whatever, you need to experience that. For sure. Like the love just that weekend and just seeing how it posed to end yes. the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, if your career go the right way, it's, it's just dope to experience that. And I appreciate 100%. that from him. Same. I got to get some Stan Van Gundy stories. Oh, my God. Spo- and some Eric Spoelstra stories. Cause <laughs> like, I got good Spoelstra stories to D. Wright like, from when I was there. Like right. how he said, like, D. Wright used to be sitting there looking at me like, Every time, like, cause I used to stay getting into it with Spo. Like, he, as much as <laughs> much as I love Spo to death, and right. he rock with me, like, boy, I used to get into it with Spo every day. If D Wade used to get tired of it, mm-hmm. he used to get tired. Like, D Wade tried to take one time, like, you can know. I said, man, fuck that. <laughs> Fucking tell me when enough is enough. I said, fuck uh, that. Bro, that shit. Yeah. You're right, like, here we go. <laughs> like, bro, just give us You and J.O. J.O., I mean, hey. y'all, y'all do a lot. J.O. was there for one day. <laughs> We in film. He's like, damn, y'all do a lot of nitpicking here. Damn, I was crying. <laughs> I said, oh man, it's gonna be a they long year. They found out quick. And D-Rod was like, bro, bro, you can't say something every time. I was like, <laughs> Q mad at the hotel. Man, when we played for the Knicks, we stayed at the uh, the Mandarin. We stayed here. I'm like, bro, this is not the Knicks, bro. We're gonna stay at the cheapest thing possible here. Bro, I just used to understand like so everything mad. was too. It was too strict for me. Right. Like, bro, you can't do. This. I'm like, bro, what? Like, we in the league. Couldn't wear, that was the only year in my whole career I couldn't wear a headband. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I ain't wear no headband that year. They had a rule. Mm-hmm. Jail took the fine. He said, I'll do a fine. I was wearing my headband. You know, Jail had that big ass. Yeah, and that, and that was one of Pat's things. So he said, You got the head, Jail. Your head is so big, you need to wear your headband. <laughs> yeah, wow, bro. No, that's real talk. That, that, <laughs> bro, that really told him that, bro. bro that's why I, I did just, not. Like, he talked about the knee pad shit. The first day I said that shit, I was like, Come to the locker room. I see the knee pads. I was like, Oh, shit. Put them to the side, right? Like, <laughs> They came back like, no, 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 no. You don't have the choice. It. They were like, either these or these. I was like, I don't wear knee pads. They were like, you do now. I was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, they stopped that because like people bump knees and got to sit yep. out practice or something. Nah, you're not bumping no knees. You're not getting injured for the game. And we about to go fucking balls to the wall hard yep. in here. And you got to wear them. That was the worst. Like, bro, like, that's what I used to be like. I used to understand that shit. I'm like, I had questions for everything. Right. Spoke inside that shit, I'd be like, man. <laughs> and Spoke, that's why I love, like, you could see, like, when I be watching him, I'd be like, look, he love this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, when they, like when he got into it with Jimmy Butler, so I was oh, like, Spoke, he thrives off the, he like, you know, Spoke, mm-hmm. he do that shit, like, he loves this shit. Like, he like, fuck that, I'm right here, I'm wired too, right. motherfucker. I'm like. <laughs> that's that Pat Riley, man. Pat Riley love that. Hey, Spo used to be having me cracking up, but give him a stand ism. Oh my god! He had the stories for when we first. Well, look, when I first came to Atlanta, he, he was giving me all the stuff. He's like, oh, I'm letting tell you right now, dog. Stand going. He is the worst boy. <laughs> Jesus. And he had already Do it again? knew. He knew. He knew me. Did he got to know my team person? Right. He's like, bro, I already know. You gonna be off him. Y'all gonna be. Y'all gonna be going. <laughs> Bro, Stan, oh my God, he used to be on me every single day. Stan wanted Jameer Nelson for sure. He wanted Jameer. He was not happy with them drafting me because, I, you know, Pat wanted me there. And Pat told me that all the time, hey, man, I wanted you here. I don't yeah. care what nobody's saying. 
Uh, you know, Stan, great basketball mind, but boy, he used to be on me every single day. He's, ah, if you go left one more time, I'm going to kick you out of here. Because I used to go left. I used to break the play. I used to just be a mess that first year and a half yeah. with Stan being there. And we all know the details with Stan means it's everything. everything. Uh, and I used to be AU. doing my own things. It's not AU. This isn't high school anymore. You do that again, I'm kicking you out. He used to just be on me every single day, but I love Stan. You know, uh, one thing about Stan, he's going to stand on what he's talking about, and he, he ain't changing that. Yeah. I don't care who you are. So that was one thing I had to learn quick with Stan. Like, hey, man, you better get in line, and the details matter. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's in the corner or at the wing. If I say I need you in the corner, that's where I need you to be at. Yeah. Are you messing everything up? So yeah. The reason why I respect and love both of them, Spo and Stan, they both the same in the fact yeah. that, like, I was able to go, you know, do my shit, go back and forth with them because they knew, like, they saw in me that I wasn't selfish. I was right. about the team. I wasn't, whenever I was young, it wasn't about me getting no shots or some shit or some, some you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was never about no shit like that. So they always allowed me to do that shit and gave me the space to, to go off and deal with it because, like, I wasn't coming from a space like, Give me the ball, or, or you know, what I'm saying? I go off about whatever the fuck happening going on out there. I'm gonna say something. This boy Q went <laughs> off. <laughs> hey. Spo say, you know what you guys are? You guys are mercenaries. <laughs> oh my God, Q was offended by that. I'm far, I'm over there like, what the fuck is a mercenary? <laughs> <laughs> Q, <laughs> raise my hand. I ain't no mercenary. Who's in that? <laughs> He's talking about. Oh my God, he go again. Q in the front. I ain't no mercenary, man. You got me fucked up. This and that. <laughs> Going in. I'm like, oh, my God. We about to be here another 45 minutes because he got to prove his damn point why he not no mercenary. <laughs> my my goofy ass over there, what the hell is a mercenary anyway? <laughs> hey. <sighs> priceless, bro. Priceless. Oh, and my favorite stand story of all time was him getting into it with D-Wade in the middle of the game. Oh, this is the best. And D-Wade going at him, and he talking his talk to him. You know, D-Wade, he on his rise. Stan looked at him, wrote on the paper. He wrote a big-ass star on there. He, he said, drew a star. This is why I can't talk to you. This is what you are. <laughs> You're a star. I can't talk to you. Oh, my God. I can't God. talk to you no more. D-Wade killed, killed him. Yeah, killed he him. got so high. He got no like, reply to that. I was like, damn. That's going to No, that's some bullshit, Stan, this and that. He was like, that's why I can't talk to you. You're a star. <laughs> No reply. <laughs> Stan was the best at killing somebody off. Him and I'm telling you, Pat and Stan, I've never seen coaches kill somebody off like they did. <laughs> they were so cold. My so favorite Pat story, <laughs> I ain't gonna mention the person he was talking about, was in Sacramento watching film. And this with Pat, he rewinding that shit a hundred times, bro. You're not getting through the clip. You're gonna be all you're gonna see is this. <laughs> Him just rewinding the tape, and one of our vets was going there, throwing up some BS. <laughs> he stopped. He said, what, what was that? He said, Coach, I was trying to get to the free throw line. He said, he rumbling for the paper. He looked. He said, son, you're shooting 62% from the free throw line. Fuck you trying to get fouled for? <laughs> you know, I lost it. I lost it. Are you here? Oh, look, there you go. Do <laughs> shut the hell up? <laughs> no, I was crying. That, that person was just like, man, whatever, man. Like you shouldn't be trying to get fouled. You're shooting 62% from the damn free throw that's line. <laughs> Killed him all the way. I was like, this boy cold. Hey, see, that's why I hate when Cole do that, because it'd be hard not to. Can't say nothing to that. Hey. 62 is crazy, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you came up, like our era, 
What do you remember about us in our era? Man, party time. Party. <laughs> uh, just fun and exciting. You know what I'm saying? So watching that, you know, I was always. I know a, the Lakers, everybody was a Lakers Yeah, for fan. sure. But if you yeah. was a real hooper, you want to see the action. You know you what like, I'm saying? You like it's, to watch us hoop. Yeah, it, it's cool to dump the ball on the post and play in the triangle and, you know, spin lobs for Shaq. But I want to see the oops off the backboard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The knuckleheads. Like, that was more appealing to, to the youth in L.A. You know what I'm saying? So that was always fun watching y'all boys hoop and stuff like that. And and then y'all in the community, you know, and where, where I be stepping foot at. So I'm like, oh, they real. They some real ones. They had Chester. <laughs> and Fox. Yeah. The watching that, the, yeah, uh, Fox Hills, they some yeah. real ones, you know what I'm saying? Because LA is different. It definitely is. They ain't really letting people just, you know, get a yeah, pass. When we on first started rocking <laughs> like, really one. Bro, like, we looking back and seeing everything that's happened over them years, like, I look back and I'm like, bro, I definitely know I was blessed. I was covered. You know, that's part sure. of it. I was covered. But, like, secondly, like, LA fucked with us. Yeah. We ain't never had none of that. Yeah. And we was outside. We nah, young boys. Know. We ain't got nothing else to do. We was on every <laughs> college campus. We was, once we got the access to the clubs, we was at all the clubs. We was out everywhere. Right. Like you said, we going to the Westchester high school games. We in the hoods. We over here. We over there. Like, never got robbed. Never got ran up on. Never had no bad energy. Like, never had none of that. Yeah. None it. of that. Like, <laughs> I, like, like, I thank God now looking back, because, like, you hear some of the stories, like, this, that, people paying things to be strong. I'm like, bro, we ain't never had, like, for, like we had a security guard for, like, one year. But, like, even then, we ain't never had no situations, and then we just used to move around. Yeah. Like, but, like, you know, coming from the Midwest to go and everything, we knew how to move, but it was just like, bro, like, they really, you know what I'm saying, didn't see the Time love we change, get. I feel man. like it was a combination, like, yeah, we was blessed, we was smart, but they fucked with us, no, too. No, facts. Now they definitely mess with y'all, for sure, because the politics in L.A. is different. Yeah, the people you fucked with us. No, we facts. Was, we was excited and all mm -hmm. that stuff. If you had to pick four teammates to run with you out of all the teammates you had your whole career, hmm. who would be them four teammates? He about to have one of the craziest ones. Facts. I'm going to go. I just thought about that. <laughs> Dang. I'm gonna go with the the, the you chef. Steph and Dang. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the chef and first. Uh, gotta give you that decision, second man. one. No, I ain't. I'm at the four. Okay, <laughs> I'm at the four. So Steph and, and, and Dame, my backcourt. Okay. D Wade at the three. He okay. can guard bigger guys. I'm at the four, and then you give me Shaq Diesel. That's Damn. crazy. You know what I'm saying? That is a good one. That's crazy. That backcourt right there, though, that might be better than anything somebody came up with. For real, for real. You got to start one, bench one, trade one. T-Mac, mm -hmm. Carmelo, Paul George. Mm. Who do you start, who do you bench, who do you trade? That's like a little three different, okay, I like it. Ah, uh, dang. T Mac was one of them dudes I really looked up to. So I'm gonna start T Mac. I'm gonna bench Melo. Mm. And then I'm gonna trade Paul George. Mm. That's a tough one. Once I left the league, I uh, heard Jermaine O'Neal say this like, being a guy that went straight out of high school is kind of like a fraternity in a fraternity, oh. like a big group. So now me looking back on it and see my accomplishment, what groups I'm a part of, what I brought to the table, what's my legacy I left behind. One of the biggest things is I'm part of a group of guys that got the name Kobe and LeBron and KG and Maury Stoudemire and 
you know, so many countless others that might be Hall of Fame. They've been all stars. They've been MVP. What is it to you now that you retired that you feel like being a guy that actually went straight out of high school? It mean everything. You know, I'm one of 41. You know, I had to yeah. go do that that history and, and check because, you know, y'all know how I am. I'm just cool, humble with it. You know, yeah. I really don't talk about myself much. So, you know, a lot of people always, you know, recite that. You came straight out of high school. Yeah. You talk about that more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're too humble for somebody. Yeah. But that's hard to do. And it made me do some research. How many people came out yeah. of high school? 41 people. 41 people. That's amazing for somebody that really didn't take basketball series until yeah. 11th grade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, the names on that list. Just... Yeah, it's crazy. So I take a lot of pride in it now. And, you know, just growing up, my favorite players was Kobe, T-Mac, KG. Them yeah. dudes I really watched. And all three of them dudes came out of high school. And yeah. I didn't notice that until I was, you know, a few yeah. years. I'm like, damn, the people I really looked up to Love came straight came out, out of high, high school. school. So, yeah. man, it's amazing. It's hard as hell to do. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you got to have some guts to do it as well. So, Definitely do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, when I was in Miami, I yeah. used to babysit. You was co-parenting. Him and me won't go out on shake a leg, go out on a date or something. Yeah, I'm like, you, man, bring little nephew yeah, over here, yeah. man. Little nephew come over, put my shoes on, got his afro. He just kicking it. You know, I go over there and hold it down. So, man, talk to me about my little nephew, Dev, Devin. How is it? Devin Quentin Dwayne or Devin Dwayne Quentin? Which is Devin Quentin Dwayne. Devin Quentin Dwayne Rice. See what I'm saying? You see how he did that? That's Play my God, son, right there, man. Now, he ain't little baby thug no more. Man. Boy, out here, big boy yeah. status. Crazy. Big guard. Big guard. We getting like, old, man. He hooping, bro. <laughs> like, he old. out here looking like it. Talk to me about coaching your son, coaching him. Like, he, he coached Team Why Not with yep. Russ Westbrook. And now, y'all move back to LA. Man. Give him a better opportunity, you know what I'm saying? Coming back home to L.A., I've been in the Bay Area the last 13 years, and it's just a little different. You know, it's not like, you know, when I grew up in, in L.A., you know, mm-hmm. having that village. And mm-hmm. I had to give Dev the best opportunity, so sending him over there to Redondo to play for Reggie Morris. Got his mm-hmm. coach. You know what I'm saying? So he got my coach, and, you know, he's he's all in. He's all in. He understands the work. Yeah. You got to put the work in every single day if you want the results. So he's been doing an amazing job of just locking in and understanding the process. Mm-hmm. You know, he got the he got two blueprints. Yeah. You can take it from Pops or you can take it from your uh, uncle or you can take it from your godfather. So mm-hmm. I'm just super excited and, you know, proud of him so far, what he's done in just a year of high school. Looking forward to a big year this year and then him, you know, really cracking a lot of those codes in the mm-hmm. next few years. How was that sending him to Reggie and giving them that history of like- So dope, man. Like kind of putting them pieces together. Like, man, I coached your pops, now I'm coaching your son. And him knowing the history. I know you told him so many stories about it. Right. I think Reggie always joked like, man, send Devin to me. And then when it happened, he was like, oh, wait. Right. So, you know, he <laughs> called me like, okay, he coming here, but like, what do you, what's your expectations? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Devin wants to be an NBA player. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, I know what you do. You're going to hold him accountable. You're going to work him. You're going to, yeah. if he making a mistake, you're going to get on his butt. You're going to see if he wanted or you not. You're going to see if he wanted or not. So I feel like you're the best person for that. For and, do that. And I trust you. Yeah. And, and I made Reggie feel a little old because I'm the first player Reggie coached. Mm-hmm. And now this is the first former player that he's coached son he's ever son, coached. Right. Yeah. So I know he like, damn, I'm old. Yeah. Real you know what I'm Yeah. So, you know, just getting those daily updates of, you know, what Dev is doing and how much better he's getting. And Reggie's really trying to get to a point where I don't have to say nothing to him. He wants me to, you know, take that 
that parent seat now where yeah. I'm not the coach, I'm not the trainer and all that. So he wants me to just say, hey, good job. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm trying to get there, you know, because it's hard when it's your kid. But he just wants me to understand that he got him. Oh. So I'm super excited. That's because you're a coach. Like, it's, no, it's for hard. sure. Because it's like yeah. you're, you're mm -hmm. a coach. Like me, I, I just, I'd rather you do that. And yep. I just rather I, I give you the jewels. Yep. I, I show you what I see, what I don't see, but I trust who I'm giving you to. Exactly. And that's you something hard I mean? to do nowadays. Yeah. That's why I want to bring Dev up. Because, you know, we be talking sometimes, you in the car after the game, and I, I want to say it on wax. You got expectations whether you want them shits or not. 100%. So, all we ask is you go as hard as you can and let everything fall where it may. As yeah. long as you go as hard as you can, we proud. Whatever happened after that, that's what we want to see, young Hurricane. Man, I love when Q call me when I'm getting in. <laughs> Q, tell him uh, this and that. Q, you know, you're going to tell him the real. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. Right on time, Q. Thank you. I tell Q after I appreciate See, I told you. He need to hear that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it's finally clicking for the young fella. So when you got the bag, right, we all know you took care of Pops and mom and all them. What did D right way do? I kind of know already, but what did ben, D right when you got the bag? Yeah, what what did you do? Say I'm about to be now, nice. Now my me. my first like Big rookie pleasure. or when Whenever. I never okay. It was simple with me. I just got me a chain from Jason. You know, Jay Shine, that. Jay Jay Shine, Shine. Jason of Beverly Hills. Yeah, that's how I met him as Jay Shine. So I got I got my chain, my D three custom chain. D three. Yep. And then I got uh, wait, was this before? I gave you a chain win in Miami as well. Yeah, Miami. Mm -hmm. Was this before or after that? This is uh, after. Yep. So I had my D3 custom joint from Jason, and then I got that uh, Husky Blue Escalade. Mm, yeah. Name stitched in the seats. Oh, I was lit. Mm -hmm. TVs had the 15s or the whatever them was back there. <laughs> my, my beat didn't even make it past a week. That knuck of you buck blew my shit right on out. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, no, no. That just Hold lets up. me know that you was a reckless young boy. Yeah, you I was dead a little hungry. Tell us about Zoe Summer Groove. Oh, man. People sleep. That, that was, that was, was how Zoe Grooves used to be when you remember. He was like yeah. us, got drafted. That was yeah. the first thing he yeah. went to. Like, got After drafted draft. and being welcome, and this is it. I was there, and that was that was amazing. You know, I'm like, damn, Zoe do it right. I don't know if you was at that one. That was when he first, when we first no, I got. I wasn't at the first one. That was when we first got super, one super tight. We mm -hmm. kicked that whole goddamn yeah. thing right all over the place. And then the second one, I brought my wife. She was my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, you want to go to Zoe Summer Groove? <laughs> that was a big step for me. Everybody looking at me like, wait, who is that? I'm like, it's my girl right here. That's the old layout. Yep. That's when you let it be known. Yeah, okay. it's me okay. right there. You feel me? Yeah, that was, I mean, you brought her to that. It was definitely over. Yeah, it was. <laughs> curtains. You come to Zoe Summer Groove. Yeah, but Zoe Summer Groove used to be And you fun. used to, uh, I want to ask you too, you used to come to Chicago and work out with us. Y'all yeah. move. Y'all move by the clock. Well, I was oh, out God. there looking Do at you houses. That? How was your experience when Shoot, you came to Chicago to and worked out with us? Shoot, Jay, I love Shoot. Chicago, man. <laughs> yeah. I love Chicago. You know, my mom from the south side of Chicago, so yeah. I got family ties there. A lot of people thought when I committed to DePaul, that was a big reason too. Um, yeah. You know, I, I have so much family in Chicago, uh, more on my mother's side, but... I used to have hella fun, man. Going was it jump? That we used to, what was the name of it? Hoops. Oh yeah, yeah hoops. hoops. Yeah, we yeah. Started at hoops and yeah. just the battles. I remember getting into a battle with Allen Anderson. Yeah. Um, the hoop down there. Yeah. yeah. Like how good the hoop? Cause they don't get hoop like that. Well, they do. Cause the UCLA runs be looking yeah, like that. Yeah, but they that's going. where it started at. Well, yeah. that was one of the places where you can get that yeah, good hoop. 
LA doing a summer. Didn't have that many dudes in the league. Y'all had a lot of guys in the league. Everybody you know in that. Everybody there <laughs> too. Too full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when was that hall, at the Hall of Fame? Like my wife was like, "Dang, they love Michael Finley." I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a real OG that's right the there." Well, yeah. When I used to go to Chicago Next. with Q, D Wade, yeah. and all those, he was in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Juan yeah. is a real one. Perfection out Facts. here, boy. Yeah. That's what you want to mm-hmm. do. But I felt like that was giving me what I needed, you know, to get better. Working out obviously with Tim, D Way, Q yeah. in the morning time, and then getting that that hoop with all y'all, man, that was yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was just sharpening up my game, even though I wasn't on the level a lot of y'all was on at that yeah, time. That was Corey was in there, serious. Mike Finn, <laughs> like it was real. It was like yeah. some some real guys that was really you know yeah. like the guys on their team. Like so Q's just, coming in that bitch talking shit every yeah. day. Every day. Yeah, every single day. So that was a fun experience. I think I spent like three summers in Chicago. Yeah, straight. Yeah, yeah, three I, I remember that. As mm-hmm. I'm thinking of I'm like, yeah, you came to Chicago. With yeah, us. I used to be there. Yeah, he's standing that, in my crib. He's standing in the big yeah. <laughs> So that's a wrap with the bro, man. We got the straight out of high school reunion together. Yes, sir. The family reunion together, man. This is D. World right Champion, too. LA Unified Finest in the building, baby. Hometown. Uh oh, don't break the mic. Hometown favorites. <laughs> we got the bro in town. I want to thank y'all for your continued support of the Knuckleheads Podcast. Be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast. And join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. theplayerstribute.com.